Good evening, Matt Awkward. How is it going? Fantastic. Ah, so tonight, Stage Fright. Yes, this was a uh, first time watch for me, surprisingly. That's awesome. I loved it. That's great. I'm glad that you did. I'm... I figured it was going to be a 50-50 that you'd hate it. Yeah, it's it's a uh, there's some things that I don't get <laughs> and there's some things I like a lot. Uh I I feel like it's almost it's almost like a spoof in a way. Oh, it's See, like I've never I seen anything quite like it. it. Like it almost feels like it almost feels it like out. a spoof parody to me, but like handled seriously. Yep. So I've never seen anything that like straddles that weird line like that. Yeah. Like, it's uh it's almost like they took all the tropes from slashers and just like put them in there, but like handled it seriously. But then when you start really breaking it down and thinking about it, you're like, "Oh, it's okay, no, like nobody would just go to a mental home to find a doctor. <laughs> no killer would wear this gigantic yeah. owl head as like a legit mask the whole time when he's yeah, I know Talk when he's got like, like nothing to hide. Like he wasn't wearing a mask in the beginning. It's not like no. a Myers thing, you know what I mean? Like that's why I feel like they it's, just kept <laughs> grabbing and these tropes also, and just. What I'm trying to imagine, the one the one thing about this movie, I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine the kind of person who would go see this show. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> the Oh, so you've got guy with owl mask and ladies jumping around in a circle. It's so funny because uh, um, uh, I, I, I personally do not enjoy plays. Um, I've been told if I go to one, <laughs> I would like it. Like plays, ballets, like I know, yeah, yeah. and at my work. When, when we used to interview people, yeah. we'd always have like theater people on in plays and we'd show clips of the plays. And every time I look at it, I'm just like, that looks fucking awful. I would hate to go see this. <laughs> and uh, so one year, uh, the ballet came, the Portland Ballet was doing a Jack the Ripper show for Halloween. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds fucking cool. Maybe I'd go like that. And then we did a little segment on the show of it and showed a clip of the Jack the Ripper. And it was like this. I'm it just was like, exactly who like the this. fuck would want to see what this? <laughs> It's oh, like a guy with a knife doing little twinkle jumps and <laughs> spinning around. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I mean, fuck, finally you're going to cover like a topic that I thought was cool, but like, jeez, nope. It's a very Homer Simpson moment. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the ballet. <laughs> yeah. Where's the little bear? Nope, not my thing. So yeah, watching this in the beginning, I was trying to picture that too. Like, who? what is this show and who would want this? Who wants this show? Oh, yes, we want the people ripping the clothes off the Owlhead Dancer while a Marilyn Monroe impersonator plays, plays a saxophone? saxophone. <laughs> By Spotlight on a Wow. Roof? Okay. Jinkies. Yeah, let's Sounds get great. let's get into this okay. insanity. Um, okay, so we get a really, like, completely silent credit scene. I that's... thought there was a cat being drowned. And I, I know right off the bat, and I was like, Ugh. "Oh, come on!" And yeah. then once it wasn't, I was just like, "Why was all that water sounding?" <laughs> it was a mop, I guess, or something. Oh, weird! I don't even think I noticed that. Um, but yeah, we get the the sound of a yowling black cat, and then we see the cat walking across what is later revealed to be a stage, uh, but is dressed like a dingy New York street. Yep. Uh, there's a lady dressed as a prostitute with like a really insane new wave wig on. <laughs> She's smoking a cigarette, hiking up her stockings. When she stands back up to uh, two hands, reach out from behind her, start strangling her. And that's where that's where we start. We pan across over to a window, and it becomes really clear that they're making a shitty music video. Yeah, because like there's all those figures, like it like Beastie Boysing into the camera, like it should be a fisheye <laughs> lens or something. And then uh, then we get that great reveal of the bird head flying out. <laughs> And it's, it almost seems like a ghost music video for a while. <laughs> sure, you know, and, and that is kind of the thing, is it's like I could imagine this being a video for a ghost song, so yep. that, I guess that does make sense. Uh, so, and then 
a dude dressed in an owl mask comes out and starts doing ballet jazz fusion stuff. <laughs> While a woman dressed as Marilyn Monroe plays <laughs> sax with her skirt billowing up behind her like she's over a sewer grate. Meanwhile, she's standing on the roof. <laughs> standing on the roof. Or like a window ledge, yeah. Overlooking the entire scene. <laughs> and then, when you just when you think that it's like as silly as it could be, the dancers grab a dummy of the main woman who was just <laughs> killed and throw it up in the air and it just splats on the ground. <laughs> Hilarious. It was. It was at that point where I was just like, who wants this? <laughs> who would be I mean who would be willingly paying money and going to see this yes. I feel like he is mocking this like it has to be again Michelle Suave is a fucking genius mm-hmm. like a legitimate genius mm-hmm. he's one of the best of the best of these people yeah you know it is I mean Delamorte Delamore is despite like despite giving up after that movie apparently yeah but also he it was because of his father I believe yeah I uh, believe his kid, father I thought he had a sick kid oh somebody got sick regardless he disappeared from the industry for a while and then when he came back he hasn't done a horror movie since I don't think really yeah yeah I know he did something for uh, for TV I think but yeah nothing else nothing like nothing like this or the church nothing or, like this or oh my yeah. god not like the church <laughs> I haven't seen The Sect. So, yeah, this, The Church, The Sect, and Cemetery Man. I don't think I've only, seen The Sect either. Is, the only four that was he's that done a made-for-TV one? I don't think so. Oh, wow. I think that was just I another know horror movie. That. Like, he did these four horror movies and then kind of just, mm, I'm done with horror. That's too bad because he's yeah. amazing. Yep. Um, but this, so, yeah, this is like, this movie is a lot to take in already. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not that far into this movie, and it's already, like too much <laughs> like we've been handed too much already i think the kids call it extra <laughs> it it is quite extra uh so all right so the guy on stage there's a guy next to the owl guy who produces a gun from somewhere <laughs> puts it to the owl guy's head and then they strip him naked mm-hmm. and then the one girl starts like being all well she's supposed to be a whore apparently she's supposed <laughs> but she to doesn't be. whore good enough so the director According says, According to the director, <laughs> it's supposed to be sexual. Why aren't you? There? <laughs> oh, my God. You're a bad whore. That's basically <laughs> what he says. Yep. So, um, whatever. The prostitute's alive again, apparently, and she's into this. And then he explains what this is all about later, and it still makes no sense. No. But, so, all the time this nonsense is happening, there's the director's, like, smoking like a chimney and looking pissed off. He's never satisfied with anything anyone here does. Oh, everything is garbage. You know what? Yes, it is garbage, but it's mostly your fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're doing fine with what they've got. You just gave them garbage to work with. Um, but on the side of the stage, there's this weird mobbed up dude named Mr. Ferrari, who's the money guy yeah. for the performance. He's their producer. I, I assume. Yeah, and he just has a suitcase full of money on he him at all times. Always has a suitcase <laughs> full of money, and he looks he looks vaguely like uh, like some famous gangster. Essentially, again, I think that's part of the parody. Like, yeah, just like it's almost like a naked gun thing. Like oh, I'm the movie producer, so obviously I have a briefcase right, full right, of right, money. Right. But it's handled so serious. It's, but it's so serious. Yeah, I don't know. It. I I bet in Italian this plays like a straight comedy. Mm-hmm. I bet it does. I think it's less serious, but I mean, the kills are so brutal. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much levity yeah. that can be taken out of it, but I don't know. Who knows? Uh, 
So either way, the director stops the performance because the main actress is somehow not selling the erotic angle enough. Uh, Despite Mr. Ferrari's insistence Mr. that you've pushed the eroticism as far as it can go. Yes. And then he's like, you call that erotic, Mr. Ferrari? Where have you been all these years? It's like, I, I guess. <laughs> the director literally doesn't tell her anything that she's supposed to be doing. No. It's like, be You're er- supposed to be, be sexy. Be more erotic is like his only, his only direction. Be sexy like the other girl with all the balloons and rubber... Balls around what her. What is, is that? Oh, there's a lot about that. That that is, I know there's someone who has a like a theory who's written a dissertation about this thing that can explain that. That's but my there's thesis. Well, I mean, she is the blue fairy, nor the uh, the the fairy godmother. There is a carriage out back. They refer to the main character as Cinderella. There's a lot of like there's weird little yeah. moments. Everything is a Cinderella riff in the background, and I cannot figure it out to save my life. It might be part of what they're doing. Like, literally, Cinderella is in this dumb play that they're putting on. Mm. If it's a play, it's a performance performance art piece, ballet, something. I Mm. I really don't know what it is. Um, Free performance in the park? Yes. Those are always the best (laughs) things. I don't know. But uh, listen, <laughs> Ferrari doesn't get this whole thing. He doesn't understand art the way that the rest of us do. Uh, That's why he's a producer. He why does the, the victim have to seduce the killer? Can you imagine the effect on the public? The victim rapes her own murderer. Wait. But okay. how does that work? Because I think that's what was happening. Don't you have to? We- you're dead. But she came back she to came, life. Is she that's, literally coming yeah, back from the That's why dead. that girl came back from the... Oh, boy. And then they were rips, sure. ripping off the clothes of the owl so she could get revenge rape. Who are they? Her spirit Oh, those minions. are the those are like the little the little birds. The mice. Put, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, 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 yeah. Gus, Gus. Holy <laughs> fuck! Those are like the little birds that are like making the dress, but they're undressing him. Yeah. Oh ding dang! It is Cinderella. We oh, figured it all out. Boy. All right, that's a wrap, folks. We'll Good see you next night. week. <laughs> <laughs> another mystery solved <laughs> this oh my god this is maybe my favorite scene in the movie and it's like just a non sequitur for no reason mm-hmm. they're just like they everything's going on there's this whole story happening and then for no reason the Marilyn Monroe sax player trips sure, over yeah. her dress and it's like it and, brings the whole thing to a screeching halt and apologizes she's like oh I'm so sorry it's like for, sorry for what you tripped during a <laughs> nope no it's not like you ruined a scene they weren't even doing anything just like yeah, real confusing. Very bizarre. Maybe got to be something there. I think she trips over the black cat, maybe? Lucifer. Lucifer. I don't know. But either way... The, the most vocal, annoying cat ever. <laughs> it's just so true. The director does grab the cat and remove it from the theater. <laughs> so, whatever. He calls for Sybil to go on stage. And uh, she's busy taking a phone call where she finds out that her test is positive. But for whatever we... Assume it's a pregnancy. I assume, and she says it's and not she, the first it, time. It is absolutely a pregnancy. Yeah. But <laughs> so then we're introduced to this woman in a Karen Black fright wig and like the massive fat suit and like it's so crazy. But yeah. again, she's she looks like the fairy godmother okay. from Cinderella. Yep. Um, why? 
I do not understand. Well, we have not read the script for The Night Owl. Oh, that's so true. That could be That it. would probably have a lot of answers if we had that book. I really thought, I <laughs> like, in watching this, I just assumed that there was going to be a moment when the killer's like, aha, I stab you. And she's like, aha, I'm wearing a fat suit. But <laughs> never happened. Well, I love too. There's like the director wants you to put something more sexy on. <laughs> it's like, oh, was that supposed to be sexy? And it was Maybe like, that's that just not it. sexy enough with all those stupid pads and inner tubes around you. <laughs> Maybe that was the deal. Um, we get some ironic foreshadowing where at least two people say at some point that they want to kill whoever made the dress or the owl head mm-hmm. or whatever. And of course, she's the first one killed. Um, there's also some really fun bitchy dialogue between one of the dancers, the dancer that plays the owl. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He kind of does fulfills that like guy in airplane role where he comes in in the middle and it's like yeah. there's little like laugh in interstitials, interstitials where they just kind of like do a joke in the middle, like two scenes connect with like them in the hallway being like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> and then yeah, whatever. I liked that. It was like. She complains about about what she's doing. He's like, you could always go back to microwaving chili at Mexico Joe's. Mexico. Well, you could always go back to selling your ass at the bus station. I want to go to Mexico Joe's. I want to go to Mexico Joe's and the bus station. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. That sounds like a great night. Uh, eating ass after tacos. Uh. <laughs> uh, so... Uh. <laughs> There's a movie. A family in. podcast. It's a family podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Alicia is our main dancer who is playing the prostitute. She's back on stage and she has now misplaced her purse. So, or she's actually backstage. Everybody misplaces everything in this. <laughs> he loses yes. his costume. She loses her purse. Like, There's a lot of losing I don't get things. it either. They have dressing rooms. Like, it, She's yeah. even told to clean out her dressing room later on after when she gets like, just put why wouldn't sh- your bag just be in your damn dressing room? Like, yeah, I, I don't understand <laughs> it. But she sends the stage hand back. Who, not the stage hand. She's a... She's the costume. Costume mistress. Costume mistress, sure. But she has an amazing <laughs> cramp shirt on, which yes, I love. I noticed that. Um, she's she's sitting on a bench backstage and rubbing her ankle because we're now uh, we now realize that she's really fucked up her foot and she can't do anything. And she can't lose this job because she broke. She cannot afford to so, pay her rent. So so acting in the night owl is probably the best way to make money. <laughs> I guarantee you're making more money at Mexico Joe's. I guarantee you'd be making more money at Mexico guarantee. Joe's. Guarantee. <laughs> uh, we'll microwave you have, those like, beans, honey. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> even if you have like profit sharing on this thing, the four people who are going to see this thing are not going to pay for it. Um, so uh, the mobbed up guy, Ferrari, uh, he asks if she's all right, and she pretends that she's okay, but then hits him up for an advance. And they also kind of insinuate, too, that he's kind of skeezy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because he, uh, the director has a line somewhere in there. Where some people like, like to grab ass in the like dressing to, room. Yeah. Some people like to watch it on the stage. So, yeah, I think he's yes. one of those money for favors kind of yep, guys. Absolutely. Classy. Classy. Classy Ferrari. Yep. Um, and so the lady in the insane fairy godmother fat suit whatever it is uh is missing and then she's discovered to be making out inside an old carriage out back that looks like the one from cinderella <laughs> oh you oh sexy fat suit lady um and so alicia finds her bag and more importantly her watch which is apparently the last thing of any value she has this is poorly handled and i feel like maybe a bad translation issue but like if it was the last thing that 
like her mother gave her before she died. Yeah, I almost feel like it should be like a it locket or a baby been, picture. It should or have been like that. something that was literally belonged to someone who literally recently died or whatever. It was like a very important thing. And it's just like they just say, it's the last thing I have that's worth hawking. Yep. You know, <laughs> instead of It's my watch. It's worth something. Yeah. Yeah, cool. But that that doesn't mean much to us no. as an audience. It um, doesn't mean anything to me. No. No. I don't even understand what the word watch means. No. I, I don't I don't have one. Oh damn it. I lost it last time when I was in this ballet. <laughs> it smashed on the ground. <laughs> uh after falling three stories, it fell you found it and then it fell three feet and exploded into no, a billion pieces. His axe fell on it when Is that what happened? That's what happened, yeah. Oh, there you go. When oh, he got shot meaningful. when he got shot, his axe fell and Oh, the axe. Yeah, falls. it was very quick. It was a blink and you miss it moment. Nice. Um, okay, so I don't blink. <laughs> I ain't got time to blink. <laughs> got time to blink. So we get another one of those little little laugh in interstitial comedy moments with the dancer playing the owl, uh, and it's pretty fun. I like them. I yeah. like that little Muppet Show vibe that it gives off. It's kind of it's, it's awesome. Uh, so it turns out that Alicia's ankle is way worse than previously thought. And she absolutely needs to go see a doctor. However, they can't leave through the front. To- Here's where I have a big problem. Basically, with this she's movie. afraid that if she, if the director knows that she's injured, she will be fired. Yep. And so she has to sneak out, get seen, and come back before the director notices. Yep. So they go to, is his name Willie? I can't remember. Willie the janitor. Willie the janitor. Who's out working on his bicycle. Yep. Uh, and he lets them sneak out the back door, which is the apparently the only other door in this entire building. Yes. Uh, and you need a key to open it. Hey, this movie has the same problem that I have with Resident Evil games, where it's just like, <laughs> you're alone in a place. You, you, you have an axe, but it's like, oh, nope, this door's locked. I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope, don't have a key. I can't possibly break this door down with oh, anything I have. I, I gotta say, the thing that really bothered me the most was that, like, Sure, that thing was a big iron, like, fire door. Yeah. He took a few swings at it with the axe and failed. Yep. Sure. But then the first thing that they get, the first thing that gets left behind by the killer is a massive drill. Yeah. Drill that fucking lockout, buddy. Yeah, anything. That was like, that was like a two-inch drill bit. Yeah. Use it. Yep. That's, like, literally what it's for. Yeah, and it's just, I have a hard time... Again, there'd be no movie if that was how it worked. You know what I mean? But like, I have such of a hard course. time where I'm just like, you tell me these are the only two doors in this entire giant building. There's no windows. Fire code there's no in nothing. Italy is way different. Exactly. Than it is yeah. In the US. You can't break through anything to get out of there. Yeah, you can lock yourself. Let alone y'all in. didn't go. Y'all didn't go home after the first woman got killed either. Like, oh, come love on. That. Imagine trying to act in a play like that. Like your friend just got killed. The director's like, but it would be really cool if we kept rehearsing. No, I'm going home for the night, dude. My friend just got iced. Like, yeah, I'm not in no mood to to play make believe right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it it is odd. Yeah, but again, it could very easily be a parody. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really know. Um, so again, Lucifer the cat uh, gets involved, and the costumer trips over her, and she's like, she freaks out because she is very superstitious and she doesn't she's like oh no something terrible is going to happen now oh she's not wrong she's not wrong (laughs) so they end up sneaking out yep (laughs) to go do the extremely logical step of driving to a mental 
institution mental institution for the criminally insane yes with literal bars on the doors of the cells like a prison they, i don't think they call them mental institutions anymore but for the sake of this uh, yeah I don't, I we're mean, probably gonna get in trouble again you probably have to edit this like you did with my unseen comments no i don't <laughs> think so but, but for the sake of this it is a mental institution for the criminally insane in horror movies it is i mean it is it's literally like it's the most like cartoonish like mental institution yeah. that there is it's literally that's and they all go it there because it's the closest thing and they obviously have doctors doctors there. are doctors, doctors man doctors are doctors doesn't care if they're psychiatrists and it turns out they were right yeah totally right once they got past the <laughs> doctors and uh, doctors they got past the receptionist who was crank box deluxe i i love <laughs> dr mccott stuff he was super nice yeah. he fixed her right up <laughs> and only only fondled her a little bit more than he needed to <laughs> Uh, but just a tad. We're introduced to Sheila, the mental ward nurse, who's feeding like feeder fish <laughs> to a lionfish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, this scene is so beautiful, and I get it, and I get the like, I get the weird little metaphor of like the fascination with death and the like the whole thing where she's excited to see this thing murder all these fish, and it's literally the same thing that we're doing with the play where he's going on and. People See, are going I didn't to even pick up on that. People I'm are going to like the idea. Like, I like that fish. It looks neat. That's all I thought. <laughs> people are going to like the idea that there there's somebody who has been murdered, and so they're going to come see this play. Didn't even put that whatever. together. <laughs> but but it's a gorgeous shot. Oh yeah, I like the fish. It is so nice. <laughs> like I mean, just just like the the framing of the shot and everything else, the lighting, loved it. Um, but come on, why does she keep a lionfish right there at the, <laughs> the entrance to the? To the door. That's is that taxpayer money that's going to that? It's maybe it's her fish. Could be. Any, I have my own decorations at work. Oh, well, that's true. Nobody bought my little alpha in the audio room. <laughs> Suction cup to the, the window. <laughs> but me. That would be very strange, though. <laughs> um, okay, so I wonder if I should put a fish at work. See if I you should. Get away with you it. should put a giant, a giant, a giant exotic. <laughs> carnivorous fish that is also poisonous piranha yeah just put one of those right there right at the desk it's like i'll take care of it <laughs> don't worry you're just looking for excuses to get fired at yeah. this point um okay ankle lady uh shows up at the mental institution ankle lady and when she questions the uh the costumer for bringing her here she says hey psychiatrists are doctors too and that's it that's all we needed for rationale yeah um, so we, uh, we actually get down the hall with sexy nurse guy and, uh, he, he sees to her, but, uh, we... Oh, Hey, there's a crazed killer at this mental institution. That's just like chilling out there to his court date. Good thing. They put his <laughs> strapped him in with some Velcro. <laughs> yes. They did a great job. He'll never like, get away from that. <laughs> it was like ripped pieces of sheet yeah. or something. Like not, leftover remnants from a mummy Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah this will keep him. <laughs> so, but before we get to him, we cut back to the theater and we get the white guy with dreads who shows up to operate the spotlight <laughs> with another guy who can't stop staring straight down the barrel of the camera. Um, <laughs> and the shit that's happening on the stage is straight up fucking madness. Like, th it's clearly all improv. They do not know what they're doing. No. They're just like, dance sexy and like, we'll figure it out later. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, We're going to have a five, six month run with this show. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, come on. <laughs> wouldn't you Wouldn't you go back again and again to see this show? It's timeless. It really is. The message, timeless. 
Okay, so back at the mental institution, uh, they're they're doing their thing, getting fondled by the the doctor, who then explains who this person is that they've walked past. <laughs> it's his name is Irving Wallace, and he's an insane actor who murdered sixteen people, uh, and they're like, "Wow, thanks for sharing his private medical information with yep. us." <laughs> You're a very responsible doctor. <laughs> a bad doctor. Uh, he is a bad doctor. Uh, but they say their goodbyes and walk back past the cell. He's like, oh, that must be Irving Wallace in there. But the camera goes in through the bars in another brilliant shot yep. to reveal it's the orderly from before with a syringe stuck in his neck. And Wallace is nowhere to be seen. Oh, I bet he'll pop back up later. I bet he will. <laughs> so uh, costumer lady uh, drops Alicia back at the uh, drops her off at the back door, goes to park her car. Alicia finds that uh, that she was noticed missing, and the director's pissed. Yep. Our killer pops out of the back seat. Ah! <laughs> Costumer goes inside, realizes she left her lights on. <laughs> you don't usually forget that at night. But also, no, never. <laughs> but also, come on. Why did we need this? What was the point of that? Point of what? What was the point of her not just getting killed just now? Just like, why did she have to go inside? So she was alone, right? So the other girl could go back inside? Well, she dropped her off. Literally, the other girl closed the door and went inside. Oh, that's right. And then she came back outside. And then she was like, oh, darn, turn oh, around. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then they had that kind of like build up for like a scare that didn't go anywhere, right? She just kept looking out the window and it's like, nothing, rain, yeah. rain. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe to build up atmosphere, but it was just like, it wasn't like she was seeing any shadow kind of move or anything. She was just like, yep, there's, I'm well, scared. I guess, rain. I guess it's because they wanted a cat scare. But they didn't do it. They did. They did? So uh, she notices that I the trunk. I thought tr- they did too. And then she I, goes I'm back. second feeling. I didn't see the cat. She goes back, notices that the trunk is open. Yeah. She sits down at the in the driver's seat. And the cat jumps on her, scares her. Wow. Okay, I thought I remembered that. Yeah. Then I just watched it before coming here. I didn't see the cat yep. again. And huh. so... Weird. Don't know. Uh, she steps out of the car afterwards and whammo, pickaxe to the mouth. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> dead. She lies on the ground dead. Oh, because the key to the theater is in the mud next to her, so he gets the key to the theater. Yep. That's how he would know where it was. Because ah. otherwise, if it was just on that little thing on the wall... He would never get inside. He would never figure it out. Yep. He would never have known to lock the door behind him and lock everyone in. Makes sense. I get it. That's why they did it. Uh, so the director's pitching a little fit and sends Alicia home to clean out and, oh, and tells her to clean out her dressing room. She does it. She packs up. She goes to her car. And Lucifer's meowing over where her friend was killed. So she's outside. She hears Lucifer meowing. She goes looking around, and then she's like, ah, corpse. <laughs> and then we get all the police. Yep. And uh, so I got to say this for this movie. It's so fast. Like, it doesn't waste any time. Everything is really fast. But it's yeah. also very bizarre, too, in how slashers go, as in it's not a whodunit whatsoever. No. no like, it really like is I forgot not. to mention that when we get to the hospital, it's just like, oh, here's your killer. Here's his face. It's a here's his name. It. Yeah. Oh, he got away. He's he going to be after you guys. So yep. it's just like there's no mystery to solve, as there, as there typically is. Yeah, it's very. Which it, I kind of like and kind of don't, because I kind of like playing like who is it when I watch slasher movies. But at the same time, it's. It's neat that it isn't, I guess. It yeah. removes that whole... I I do. I like the fact that it does I'm torn between if I like it or not. Yeah. I, I think I do. <laughs> so, uh, rehearsal hours are over, 
and they send everyone home except for the uh, the slasher movie six. So you know they want to do that plus the so it's eight people total. Yeah, the six actors, the director, and Mr. And, Ferrari. And yes, because we need the money, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> sleazy director decides that this is a perfect opportunity to make some quick cash off the tragedy. And he's like, ah, oh, we're going to reopen, we're going to rename the show's killer after the actual killer. Great idea. The janitor leaves, or he's like on his way out, and he's like, okay, put out all the burning trash cans. <laughs> Which is when you notice that there's a bunch of burning trash yeah. cans in this building. Guys, just put out the fires before you leave. You have multiple cans of flaming garbage and you have a door that locks from the inside that is your only egress. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Living dangerously. Um, okay, so now we get some real convolution to our plot where the director is like, okay, now assistant, take this key and hide it. Yeah, what is up with that? So that we never know where it is. I don't I th- know. I thought that was weird. That is that is such a strange thing. Again, possibly because it's a parody. And did she disappear afterwards? Yeah, she's gone. We never see her again. That's what I thought. Okay, I thought I was missing something. But no, she's no. gone. Okay, weird. Um, now the scummy director is having his meeting with the select actors that he's allowed to stay or has told that he's going told to pay that, to stay. Yeah, they got to stay. They got to do this. Yep. Could you imagine acting right now? <laughs> I mean... I don't think they do. They rehearse at all. No, but I'm just saying, like that's what they were there to stick around to do. Like, mm. but I mean, their friend just got killed. They're just like, oh, oh I thought they were just. Well, here. I guess they mentioned that they just hired her like two days ago. So I guess she doesn't count as a person. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. So okay, they find out that all the doors are locked, and so some small fits ensue. Obviously. <laughs> But he continues to speechify, and he's like, listen, we all suck. Every single one of us is a giant piece of steaming garbage. Including me. Including me. (laughs) I can't do anything right, and this is my one chance, and it's your one chance, and all of us are going to fail. let's do it all wrong. Let's do everything the worst (laughs) fucking way we possibly can. Uh, And And they do. And they they absolutely do everything wrong. So, uh, yes. He also... Apparently, it was an important plot point that he lied and called Betty an actress. I don't know. Don't yeah, because that was like that was his way of selling the show. Right. He's like, "Whoa, an actress got killed on this set." Yep. So all the murder, morbid people will flock will show to up. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and really important, the cops are outside. We've got two <laughs> cops that got left here, and their entire job is to be outside and not do anything at all. They are Ever. literally MacGuffins. Yeah. They're just. And Nothing. the young one is the director. Oh, is that true? It is true. <laughs> and that's oh, that's why he stares at the the book, and he's like, "Do I look a little bit?" Yeah. Li- <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> sure, that's great. Uh, okay. Also, the old guy's bitching about his rheumatism. Thank God we got that scene. Yeah. Um, I like the cop. The only thing missing from the cops is that great music from Halloween Four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what it needs. (laughs) 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 Halloween 4 is on our list. You know what? That's a Halloween movie to do this year. Yeah, let's do it. We should do Halloween 4 I love it. I I love that movie. Me too. I took a date to see that movie when it came out, when I was in fourth grade or something Mm. like that. 
Not a great date movie. Um, okay. All right. Inside, the pregnant lady barfs in a sink. Not sure why this subplot even exists. I no, mean, no there's point. no point to her being pregnant. But whatever. But we have a little conversation with the with well, the I boyfriend. Guess, is there some irony to her death then, getting sawed in the belly? I guess. Who cares? Stupid. No. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. No. Um, but I'm just reaching too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's keeping her baby, and apparently the boyfriend is okay with kissing her after she barfs, mm. which was really disgusting. That's true love, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think maybe just to add pathos to the deaths or something. I don't. I don't know. Okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, because but it doesn't do the pathos because we're set up for a full bloodbath. Like we know everyone's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's really set up that way. So there's no like nobody's gonna be surprised when she bites it. No. Whatever. Okay. So now the lady in the big padded blue dress is dress is getting changed in a giant wardrobe room. Like there's just this big room full of props and yep. clothes. And this scene, this scene kind of bothered me a little bit, just because it didn't go anywhere. It was just like she got all spooked and I'm like hid in the closet. Yeah. Then I her th- friends all find her, and it's like somebody spooked me. And it's like the entire scene. So it's just like we kind of watched her yeah. walk around looking weird for like five minutes for nothing. I mean, so she finally gets vulnerable. She, you know, we get the rustling killer behind the the coat racks. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of like little trope things. Yeah. So if this is, if the whole point of this was to be another thing that you see in every Giallo movie, mm-hmm. and he's like doing parody or doing some like the sort close of close up of the eye shot was really great. That was really good. It was tense. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few good. M- well, the I mean, thing is, I kind of liked the scene, but then when nothing happened uh, from it, then I kind of like didn't like it. So I liked it when I was first watching it when it was first going on. Right. But upon second watch, I was just like, oh, this is going to be that just walk. And, and a lot uh, in the third act of the movie, too, when it's just Alicia there walking through everything. Yeah. Like I felt that went on a little too long. Where it was I just, agree. Because like, the movie was full steam ahead. Everybody was dropping dead. There was crowds. And all of a sudden, it was, we just went with like, this 20 minute stretch of just Alicia walking by herself. I yeah. don't know if it was full 20 minutes, but it felt like it. It just felt like forever. Going, yeah. Going. yeah. It definitely did. I don't know. But either way, the director blames the the actual owl guy for playing a prank. And he's like, I wouldn't do that. Not after what happened. No, yeah. my God. And uh, he can't find his costume, obviously, now, because Irving Wallace is now wearing it. And we get this great little scene of him doing a he's like oh doing his bow for his performance and he bow, he bows down and behind him that's when we get the first first shot. look of our actual killer wearing the owl hood yeah which is a great moment even though you see him behind him the whole time yeah it still looks really good well you see it behind but like i you know i didn't you it didn't click to me that that was on somebody's yeah. head i thought it was just on a shelf behind him you know what i mean you kind of mm-hmm. you can see it there but it wasn't like apparent that it was a guy yeah, yeah no true all right, so now we go back to the stage performance. There's a there's a lady getting ready for bed on stage. <laughs> and we get some really it's, heavy Argento lights. It's going to be a really good show. This show is going to fucking <laughs> rule. And Ferrari's perving out in the corner. And the director's like, ha, yes, and now you see the mannequin. And you want to have sex with the mannequin. And <laughs> wh- what? Yeah. He's, it's your lover. It's a mannequin. What are you doing? What is happening? Yeah, it's art, dude. It's art. You don't understand. I, you are correct. <laughs> uh, so now the killer shows up, the owl man, 
and the director is yelling, kill her, kill her. <laughs> and he does. This scene was great. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. It's stuff. one of those things where they're finally just, they're just piecing it together. Like, oh shit, I don't think that's Brett. <laughs> yeah, like halfway through, they're like, oh, why does he have a knife? Yeah, I thought that was great. Like, what is a knife for? She was supposed to be strangled. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this like, isn't part of oh, the play. Oh, balls. We figured it out. This oh, sucks. shit. Okay. <laughs> and so she is pretty much dead. Uh, they go to call for an ambulance. The phone is dead, too. It kind of cracked me up, too, that nobody went after Brett or who they thought was Brett at the scene. Like, he stabs her, and then he just, like, walks away slowly, and they all just run up and stop there. And it's like, um, maybe you go chase that guy that you just watched. I, <laughs> nobody chases him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, that's really weird. I don't get it. Oh, well. So it's she's that weird-ass Italian dream thing, like Argento has. This yeah. has the same damn thing, where this movie just almost feels fantastical, like it wouldn't happen, or it's a, it's it like runs on dream logic like that. Yes. Like, yep. Now, why are there two keys? I, it's It feels so convoluted that there's two keys. Because one key is to the big metal door out front, and one key is to that servant's entrance. Okay, so there are two. two keys, there two are doors. two ways in. There's only two doors. Yeah, that big iron rot door. Right. And the one that the janitor was fixing okay. his bike by in the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Those are All the right. only two doors out. Got and it. They require two keys, and there's only two of them, and they get hidden a lot. And sometimes <laughs> you need to find certain <laughs> items to unlock uh, oh things to like get into the room. Sometimes like... you have to push a statue over a switch. Exactly, and that and opens the door, the... and then you find the vase, and then you search the vase, and the keys in the vase. It's always the shotgun over the mantle. <laughs> the second you take that, then the zombie comes in. Just make sure you put a bullet in the chamber and take the safety off. Yeah. Gotta take the safety off. It was right between the eyes. We're fine if you just put a bullet in the well, chamber. It was right, be right between the eyes. <laughs> Like I said. Like I said. It's like I said. <laughs> I'm so stuck it on is that. exactly like he said. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> they rummage through her stuff, looking for the key. It's not there. Cops obviously can't hear anything. They're too busy having a weird conversation about how much they hate Popeye. <laughs> I don't understand that one. Uh, but there's a great oh, handheld wait, was shot. that the actress girl that was, was supposed to hide the key? Do you think that's it? Do you think that she was the assistant person and she just had glasses on so the, she looked different? Yeah, I think Okay, that's, that's making sense now. That makes more okay. sense. Okay, she was told to hide the key. That's why they don't have it. Yep. Yeah, and that's why it makes eight people total. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Got it. We're mystery solvers. Mysteries that we created by misunderstanding it in the first place. Yeah. So that's that's always fun. We're dim. <laughs> also that. All right. So I love this shot, though. I love the handheld shots mm -hmm. when he's oh, like yeah. running. So this is him running through the backstage area to get to the light board to kill the lights. Mm -hmm. And he does this thing. Boom. Lights go down. And now the place is just lit by burning garbage. That's literally it. So that's fun. Um, Ferrari accidentally burns a hundred dollar bill in one of those. Yeah, well, he's packing up his briefcase when they're all gonna go boot together somewhere. Yeah, and he's like, "I can't leave without my money." Yes. So he starts frantically trying to stuff all the money back Stuffs in his briefcase. Into his jacket. All of his money the, was taken out of his briefcase his for some reason. To and pay then, the actors, and then bumps into the oil can, which which makes him drop all his money and burn a little bit. Yep. And then he sees the killer. And I like this where you tried to offer the killer money. <laughs> oh, you know. You know how many oversized owl masks you can buy <laughs> you with can this? Buy so many. Ah! <laughs> I'm dead. Yep. Bye, Ferrari. Goodbye. Uh, so 
now the actors go looking for Ferrari with candles that they found somewhere. And this lasts all of 30 seconds before they find him swinging from his feet from the rafters. Yeah, I don't understand how that worked either. Because somebody had to turn that spotlight on and then set the body swinging. And that's a far way away. So I think our killer's got magic powers. I think the killer does have magic magic owl powers. I think he's got magic editing powers. (laughs) Um, So six remaining people are sitting in the dressing room and they start hearing some weird audio tape noises that the killer has started on the PA system. I loved this. Yeah. And he cranks this uh, this giant, booming, rolling classical piece. Yep. That just keeps trucking for minutes here. Like it doesn't stop <laughs> in, in the background. It's 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 super great. It fuels the whole scene. I like it a lot. Yeah, we get more of that that handheld shot through the backstage area, but this time he's running to the metal shop, and he's looking for a murder weapon, mm. and he settles on a drill press. Yeah. That I guess can be taken off to be portable. Apparently, it looked. Like a different, it looked like a different tool when it was sticking out of the door later. Nope, nope, but it was fine. But I'm sure it's. Same I'm thing. sure that was it. Totally um, legit. Yeah, totally legit. Again, it's another part of those things where I wonder if it's a goof or not. If that's right. a comedy, where it's like right. that'd be a naked gun thing. Like, yeah. It feels like all of this is like is like dry parody. Like it's not really supposed to be funny, funny. Yep. But it's supposed to be kind of like just nudging and like, like poking. Oh, he found a drill. Then in the next scene, you're like, yeah, he's got a drill, but that's not the but one he found. It's not the thing that he found. Like, that's no. the humor joke. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, again, it's it's dreamlike. Yep. Dream logic. Yep. So director and his assistant go to look for the killer or the keys. We can't, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're going for more keys. I don't know. Eventually he finds a length of pipe somewhere um, and they go wander down to the theater. He, uh, he kicks down an office door and. That's what I'm saying. If if you kick doors, they'll open a lot and you can probably leave. (laughs) But he also, he gets in and he starts looking around and they look through I mean, I thought this was the same office that she finds later, but I guess it's not. Yeah, I don't recall. Because they probably would have found the gun. Yep. And they would have taken the safety off. And put a bullet in the chamber. And put a bullet in the chamber. And shot the guy right between the eyes. Right between the eyes, just like I said. Just like I said. Just like I said. (laughs) Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. Um, Yeah, so remaining actors and actresses sit around, uh, like, they're screaming and crying. The pregnant lady barfs in a trash can. (laughs) She's Sybil, barfy. She's very barfy. Sybil tries <laughs> to light a cigarette. And You'd think that barf would like make the killer slip or something. Like, like they'd be playing this up for like this is gonna save the day or or something affects up. Nope. Nope. Just she's just barfy for the hell of it. Just barfy. Uh, I wonder, wonder if that was her choice. <laughs> it Look, might I'm really be. good at fake barfing. Can I bring that to the table here? <laughs> it was. There's something about it about the fact that she barfs so little. Yeah. That was extra disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, like when somebody fills their mouth with something and like barfs it oh, out. Oh, it's not a trauma barf at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whereas she's like, just like it's stringy and like a tiny amount. Yeah. I was just like, oh. That's her special barfing like skill. Somehow much worse. Yeah. That's that she brings it. Yeah. No, <laughs> not great. Okay. But speaking of absolutely straight up brilliant scenes, this one where. Uh, you know, they see the door, the doorknob starts turning, and a hand goes through something. It's like a porthole. It's like a porthole. It's like a giant peephole thing. It's really yeah. weird. But it starts choking the director's assistant, and they're trying to get him free, 
uh, and while they're doing it, they're kind of scuffling, and they drop a bottle of stage blood on the floor, and it smashes. Mm-hmm. And so you get this fake blood on the floor that is fake blood colored, that is the color of a Giallo movie. Yes. And then the killer drives the the drill through his chest, and his blood falls into the blood. Real blood all over the fake blood. And it blood. looks like real blood. Yeah. And that was real smart and real clever. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, that There is nothing like that. Yeah. Like, you don't see anything like that in anything, any other movie. So, kudos to that mm. scene. All right. So, director and the whoever that person was who just left hear the commotion of the guy getting killed, and they come back. He sees the drill, and he's like... <gasps> He got that in the workshop. Damn it. We can find everything we need to defend ourselves down there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or you could (laughs) take that massive drill and drill out the lock on the door and walk out. Or Uh, take that massive drill and and drill the killer with it. Drill the killer with it like he did you, but... Nah. Nah. Leave that in the (laughs) room. Just leave that. Um, So they do head for the workshop, and they do grab one weapon. Is that the axe? They grab an axe. Yeah. And that's it. Axes can also chop down doors. They can. Why is he the only one with a weapon? <laughs> he grabs an axe and like one other person's like, oh, I found a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a, a hammer sh- or a crowbar. There's got to be a sharp anything. stick or something. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, come Just on. Sharpened pencil. Something. Mm. Anything would be better than that. It turns out that like a nail was a, the best weapon they had so far. Yeah. So, Whatever. So they go to the main stage area, and uh, the director grabs, like, the director has, like, psychic owl man sense. And he grabs the spotlight, shines it up on the catwalk, and owl man's up there. Like, he just knew that he was up there. And uh, he spotlights him as he's running across the catwalk. And so all of a sudden, they all run up and climb the catwalk. Yeah. Now, this scene, could you answer this one for me? When one of the girls grabs, Alicia grabs no, the ankle. I can't. Okay, I rewound it, and I'm like, what the fuck am I missing here? I And okay. I don't get it. It's just like she just grabs a girl's ankle for no reason, and then she kicks her off and notices her like on the ground. And is like, F it, and keeps going. So she we- does grab the ankle, and that's the only thing that doesn't make sense. If she had just been there, and the other actress was like, you're my competition, and yeah. I'm going to kill you. I'm, I get that it was competition, but, like, why was she grabbing the ankle and holding that's on? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. Because she isn't the one that's like that. It's the other actress. Yeah. It makes sense that she would kick her. But okay, it doesn't I'm, glad, make I'm, glad, sense I'm glad you're as confused as grab the, I am. Yeah, okay. I do not understand We're that We're not going to solve this mystery. Not no, tonight. we absolutely will not. We need to find that dissertation paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I did look, because I assumed <laughs> that there was some film student somewhere who used this as, like... Like his film analysis paper and published it, but I could not find one. I s- like you couldn't find anything even cross-referencing Cinderella and this movie. So hmm. I don't know. Maybe you should write one. I, no thanks. All right, but we switch to Owlman POV. The music gets even more gobliny than it was before, <laughs> and they're all trying to cut him off before he can get out. I. What was up? Was this scene supposed to be shot like this, with with the director all out of focus at the door at the end of the hallway? Do you know? Probably. What I'm about? I mean, I, I found a very odd choice. It, it is a very odd choice. Um, like, I almost wonder if that was a mistake, and then like it found, might a, found afterwards and be like, "Oh crap! Well, we obviously can't yeah. go back and shoot this whole scene again." 
I mean, it was an Owlman point of view, and he can't see shit in that fucking mask, so I do wonder if that was Owlman point of view through the blurry mask. No. You don't think not so? Buying it. No? Yeah, you know, it wasn't point of view at all. It was just a still shot of the, the thing when he oh, was running true. towards You're right. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even POV shot. It was just like once he got close to the door, like our lead in the front was all out of focus and everybody behind him yeah, was yeah, you're right like huh yeah i don't know i don't know why that's that why i wonder if it was a mistake or just an artistic choice but either way it was just it weirded me i didn't like it yeah very <laughs> strange all right um but the the end result as far the reason that it happened for the sake of the film the reason that she grabbed her ankle and she fell and all that stuff was so that we could have uh her unconscious because yep. she needs to be taken out for the majority of the rest of the movie. Yep. So that she can wake up later and be the final girl. And it also makes it uh, the shower scene later on. Yeah. It gives that more brevity. Yeah, that's true. The, when it's that like, was... oh, I could try to save you, but oh, you kicked me in the face and kicked me off a ladder. So I'm just going to keep quiet and not try <laughs> to interfere at all. Oh, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick that up. I was, I thought it was more that like she was just waiting for her to give her away because she wants to give away the other girl. Mm -hmm. And then she got stabbed too quickly, but whatever. Um, okay. So they're, they're wandering around this like leaky, creaky attic thing. And the director has his ax and he spots the owl mask and he's like, aha, this <laughs> must be, he sat down to take a rest. <laughs> so I'm going to, without even thinking about this because it's a horror movie, I'm going to kill the person wearing this mask. Not even think about like the fact that like I I know a guy that wears this costume. Yes. In the we play that I'm directing. Yep. <laughs> we know someone who has this this entire outfit. Well, so guess who it was? <laughs> Turns out was the womp, guy. Womp womp. Yep. No. I mean, and again, this happens in every horror movie, so yep. it does fit with the with the whole with the idea. The whole parry. Yep. So, okay. So pregnant lady keeps freaking out and she's over in the corner. And then this was a fun shot, but I could not really make logical sense of it. Are you talking about the physics, physics of how he pulled her down? How, <laughs> how yep. he got through the floor? Yep. Like, uh, yeah, same here. And that's why I think it's another one that's just, it's a spoof. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and she gets, she ends up getting uh cut in half here. Yes. Like when he eventually pulls her out, he's yep. cut in half. Because he's got a chainsaw now, but we never hear that chainsaw. No. At all, until after this part, when the guy goes down to fight. Then the chainsaw actually makes sounds, but like he somehow is able to pull her down, yep. keep her down there, take out a chainsaw, start up a chainsaw, cut her in half, all while still holding her down while that other guy couldn't pull her up. Like, yeah, there's no way. But I mean, even... <clears throat> sure, I, I definitely agree that all of that is impossible, but even more impossible, how did he... Okay, there's only one way. He could have jumped through the ceiling or her floor and grabbed her yep. as the floor was falling apart and pulled her down by her ankles. That yep. is the only possibility. Yeah. <laughs> the floor looked pretty rotten. I'm sure it was I'm sure it was fine. It was still a great scene. It's it's absolutely fun. amazing. Yeah. Even so, the things in this movie that don't make sense are still oh, fun to watch. Like that's great. Yep. I mean, even when her boyfriend, this next scene, when he's like, "Oh yeah, you've got a chainsaw. Well, yeah. I'll show you. Wee! I'll jump down." Oh crap! <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh right, I'm unarmed. Yep. And he's like, 
looking vaguely like Sting hasn't helped me at all here. Now I'm dead. <laughs> oh, well. Too bad. So, uh, director runs away and tries his axe on the big metal door. It doesn't work. So, And then the killer approaches him with his chainsaw. And he tries to make this deal. Like, the director's just like... Th- first, he throws the actress at her. Yeah. He throws that woman at her. And she gets cut bad. She gets cut pretty much mortally. Yep. And then he's just like, let's make a deal. I won't bother you, and you won't bother me. Really, bro? Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. You think this guy's going to just stop after he killed everybody else and be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nope. Turns out he's not into that deal and cuts the guy's arm off. Awesome. Pretty awesome. And then once he's like, oh, shit, that was the arm that had the axe in it, he tries to grab the axe with his <laughs> other arm. Uh, and Owlman's not having that. Nope. Steps on the axe and goes to cut off his other arm, but his chainsaw runs out of gas. Yep. Whoopsies. But now he has an axe. Yep. So, so he just lops the head right off. Yep. That I love. This movie's brutal like that. It's yes. brutal, but and it's in a fun way where it's not like it a... It is. Uh, I agree. Like, it's absolutely brutal, but it's not like disturbing brutal. I feel it's hard to describe and it doesn't feel it's it's an italian movie that has a lot of female death but it never feels intentionally misogynistic exactly yep. which is a really big difference between this and a lot of like argento movies and things like that yeah you definitely feel that there's a little bit of like dude did you have problems with your mom or something? <laughs> like, what What the fuck is with Who you, man? your heart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk? <laughs> yeah. Do you need to talk to somebody? No, just let me put my black gloves on. <laughs> no. Yeah. This doesn't seem right. You kind of have a fixation with strangling <laughs> ladies. You should probably talk to somebody. But, uh, okay. So, let's see. We've got the woman who was knocked unconscious, our main actress. She finally wakes up. Um, she, oh, she wakes up because of, uh, a feather lands, a on, her. Feather lands on her face. Very we'll cinematically. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And she, then this is, yeah. a, this is the part for the movie for me where it kind of loses steam. I feel it like, does, but I it's get also it. so pretty. It is so pretty. And that's the thing that saves it is oh, just every I mean, shot in this is beautiful. So that kind of saves it. But at the same time, like. It was so action-packed. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it was just like heading into the finale. It's like, pump the brakes. We're going to have one person walk around slowly for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah. Ugh. I know that it doesn't work with the plot of the movie, but mm-hmm. I would definitely prefer a movie that, you know, that does the Pixie song. That's like the, the quiet moment before it kicks in, you yeah. know, or whatever. I like that idea better than... Like, oh, we're screeching to a halt right at the end. Because it doesn't ever... Definitely the problem as, as like, a popcorn movie for this that it has is that it doesn't pick back up. It's yeah. all tension at the end. It's no no action, all tension. Mm-hmm. Which is not... I don't know. It just doesn't feel paced right to me. No. But that's all. So, okay. Let's see. So, it's like I almost... Like, she... Oh yeah, well we we need her to find the gun and everything, but I'm wondering how it would have been different if she like woken up and like woken up with that feather and that feather landed on her because he was setting up everything. Right. And it was like we skipped all this meandering around. Maybe she got the gun earlier. Right. She had passed out under the she'd crawled under the stage State. and passed out. And, th- and then she woke up then she saw everything going on instead of the whole lead up to that. I think might have been Yeah. Way quicker. Or if she was knocked unconscious and woke up three days later and the guy had already left. And then it was just over. 
Sure. That would also work. Uh, okay. She slept a long time. A really long time. Uh, so then that guy came back to get his watch and <laughs> killed her. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's wandering around, finds herself in the main stage area with all the burning trash cans and mannequins. And she starts wandering around until she runs across a bloody shoe and some bloody handprints on the wall. Uh, she follows them down a hallway, down to the dressing room where the guy was driller killered. And then down the hallway into the shower that she sees is soaked with blood. She finds Laurel, who is the woman that the director used as a human shield yep. and that also kicked her off the off the off the ladder. <laughs> and she's pretty much dead. So all of a sudden she she's in a shower. Yes. Uh, and then the killer is coming. So she hides in the shower next to her. And pulls the curtain shut. And I thought this was a really cool scene where she's just looking at her yeah. through that. She can see the crack. Then the killer comes in and finishes the job of the other girl. And they make eye contact as she's dying, but she like doesn't say anything, doesn't move. Yeah, like, well, yeah. but Laurel is like about to give her away. She's like opening her mouth to be like, hey, you're over there <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and she gets stabbed before she can do it. Yep. Uh, meanwhile... The cops are sitting in the car talking about whether Michelle Suave looks like James Dean, which he does not. Um, and uh, Alicia leaves the relative safety of that shower where she was to like wander around the building, which seems. And I like hope a you like choice. wandering because we're gonna watch her wander for a long time. Yeah, there's a there's a bit too much wandering. Then we can here. even go back to the cops trying to figure out like the fuse box of their headlights. <sighs> yeah. And then that we can was, go back and watch her wander some more. That was maybe not terribly exciting. No. But uh, she... Okay, so I think she finds the janitor's office. Am I correct here? I really don't know. Okay, so we don't really know. I don't know she what this ends building up, is. She ends up finding the gun, and she finds a set of keys. She finds a, a ring of keys. She key, doesn't like know a, which key is the right key, but she finds a ring of keys, and that's yep. a good start. And she finds a gun. It must be... Oh, it must be the janitor's, because he he says, oh, because he, he, it's his gun. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That gun fires itself. It's a you, cannon. You just got to turn the safety off. You know, right between the eyes. Yeah, just put a bullet in the chamber. Just like I said. Like I you said. you the safety on. Just right between the eyes. Just right between the eyes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So she hears an ominous thumping headed her way. Uh, and so... After she's like, oh, sorry, she goes to the she goes to the door to try all the keys, and that's when the ominous thumping starts. Yep. And uh, and we see that the the killer is headed toward her, but we don't know if he knows that she's there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns on the lights and then turns on the soundtrack to the to the production, and now he's like on stage doing like setting up his corpse party. Doing he's his got, cuckoo thing. Yeah, yeah. he's doing. He's doing some stuff. Uh, he's dressing up the mannequins, and he's like got mannequin body parts everywhere. And Lucifer the cat's back and eating eating Lucifer, the pregnant chopped in half lady. Loves the blood. Yep, they're so delicious. Um, and yeah, he's like he's stuffing feathers in the victims' mouths and putting human heads on mannequin bodies, and like he's just he's got a whole thing that he's doing. In the meantime, I, it was stressing me out because like I, I didn't know if he was gonna kill that cat or not the whole time. I really thought he was gonna kill that cat. I did too. Yeah. Fun fact: a cat doesn't die. Yeah, which is nice. 
Uh, so after he's, because uh, then he did that charge where he wh- whipped the head off. I thought he was whipping the cat when he did that charge. And yeah. like, s- he swung his axe like a golf club, but it just hit a mannequin head across yeah. the room. And then after he decorates, makes his little wackadoo corpse party there, he just like chills in the cat in the chair, petting that cat. He loves the cat. Yeah. That's nice. Turns out he's not all bad. <laughs> um, he's just misunderstood. <laughs> Yes. So she sees somehow using her magic vision, she sees a key from conservatively 50 meters away. It's dream vision. I don't understand this. She is, she's so far away. Oh, she's yeah. like, hey, look, there's a key. It must be the key I'm looking for. And it's jammed between the floorboards of the stage. <laughs> so precariously. Directly in front of my killer. Yep. Oh boy. So, <laughs> so she decides to walk over there, get under the stage, and she slowly creeps under the stage. And this is, it's very tense. Yep. The first time you see it, it certainly is a really tense moment of like, and it is also beautiful because it still has the the feathers falling through the whole thing. It's He's still there just stroking the cat. Yeah, he's, he's up there. He, and it's a great visual, yeah. It is. She finally finds a nail. She's like trying to get it with her fingers, but she can't. She can't pull it out because it's literally like looks like it's hammered. Yeah. Into the floorboard, which I think would have been the first clue that maybe he's on to you. Hmm. If he nails it into the floor in front of him. It's like okay, I put the key there. I know she has like crazy good eyesight. She has really good eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good plan. Yes. So he knows that about her, clearly. Uh, and But she finds a, a fairly long nail, and she sticks it up through up through the hole in the key and manages to wiggle it sideways. And I like that the cat's taking notice, too. It's The thing about it is that this is exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it is kind of weird because the, the cat sees it and is like, oh, shit, I want to fucking kill this. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's something moving down on the floor. I got to murder it. Because cats have, you know, an obsession with murdering anything that moves. And so he meows and jumps off his lap, The Lucifer does, and and the killer's like, hmm, I wonder what this cat is all on about. <laughs> and just as, just as the cat jumps down, she knocks the key out. It falls on the floor and makes a noise, but she's convinced that the killer hasn't heard it. Well, somehow. he does have music cranking. He on, does. On the real That's true. Real. Yeah. That's a good point. And so she walks back the way that she came, and she's like, aha, I got away scot-free. This is great. <laughs> and then he's like, booga, 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 booga pops booga. in from up above. And I thought that was great. The fact that that owl mask stays on when he's completely yeah. upside down was impressive. And he didn't really say booga, booga, booga. He I did just, not. Just... He is a completely silent killer. Yep. He doesn't make a single noise except... He grunts once. This or he yells the... when he gets on fire, too. This is... Oh, that's true. He does make a noise when she jams this nail into his eye. Oh, yep. Just now. So he goes booga, 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 and she's like, ah, fuck, and then stabs him in the <laughs> eye with the nail. And he goes, oh. I got to say, in the heat of the moment, I would have stabbed the owl eye. I know I would have. <laughs> I know I would have been like, ah, big cartoon owl eye, and I would have stabbed that, and he would have been like, well, and that's what, what I really like the visual too, when they show the close up of the guy's yeah. eyes, because you always see the eyeball through the mask, like right underneath that the is cartoon, the plastic owl eye. Insanely yeah, creepy. Yep. Yeah, that is just very, very well done. Um, so she, she, oh, before she stabs him in the eye, she tries her gun, and it doesn't work because she's got the safety on. 
Oh, is that why? Do we find that out later? We do find it out. He only <laughs> says he's, it's very subtle. There's a very subtle <laughs> moment when the janitor talks for conservatively a half hour and says the same four lines over and over again. Uh, <laughs> that scene is so frustrating. Very. I don't know why they do it. I don't either. That's fine. Bugged so, the hell out of me. <laughs> yep, whatever. So now she's running to the door because her gun doesn't work. <laughs> and now, and she's holding, this is a very funny looking little thing where she's got the key out in front of her like she's charging to the door. <laughs> like she's going to aim perfectly and like get it right in the lock. You know what th- that does happen in is uh, four rooms. Yeah. With uh, Tim Roth. That's true. <laughs> when he's running to the misbehavior's room, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Huh. You know, Tarantino does rip off everything, single thing that he does. I wonder if it's based on that shot. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, But yes, she does it and she keeps turning the thing and it's not unlocking the door. So I'm not sure what's happening. Mm. I don't know. Maybe she's not strong enough to pull the door open. I think she just needs to keep twisting the key more and more and more and more. (laughs) (laughs) It goes around in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do it nine times before it opens. (laughs) Yeah. That's how locks work in Italy. <laughs> yes. So that didn't work. The The guy's chasing her, uh, and so she runs away. She doesn't get killed by him here. She runs up to the top of the, uh, to the rafters again, back to the catwalk, and eventually she gets trapped by him in a corner. And he's coming at her, and she's like, oh, shit, throw a cup throw this throw this and then she's like oh right this big metal thing next to me and then she shoots the uh the fire extinguisher at him yep which really affects him considerably and he staggers backwards and literally falls off the catwalk he breaks through the railing yeah and falls and grabs on with his fingers and she's like well fuck you slam 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 (laughs) nailing on his hands and then he He's like, ah, fuck this, and then falls, but then grabs hold of a massive power cord. Which then breaks, and then he falls even further, and then that cord gets stuck on something. So he's dangling. Uh, I thought this was a great scene, too. And then he just starts climbing back up this power cord with just his arms. Like, you gotta be so strong. That makes sense that he was able to jump up through the the floor. And it makes sense that he could break his straps at the hospital then, too. Yeah. Because he's a silent killer. They're always super strong. They are, Mm. it turns out. Yeah, he's got Michael Myers strength. Yep. So... He's he's climbing back up, and she has the axe. So she's <laughs> trying to cut this cord. Uh, and it's really thick, and she's also choked so far up on it that she's getting absolutely no leverage, yep. which is really annoying to watch. <laughs> um, but then she does manage to cut it, and he falls. And it looks great. And it looks great. His, the thud looks great. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, I mean, it also makes sense that he would survive. He's got a giant fucking helmet on. Yeah. Like, big, puffy... Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "What are you cutting the cord for? Wait till he gets all the way up there, then just chop cut, the top of his head." The but then I thought, like, "Oh, or the fingers." I thought, like, just pal that axe in his head. But yeah, it would have just puffed into the owl right, top. Exactly. Yep. yep. So he falls and he's kind of dead. He's unconscious-ish or just pretending, whatever. Uh, and she does a does a like spotlight walk because it's the end of the. It's the end of the thing, and so she's doing her final bow, essentially. She walks center stage and then out to the door, but it turns out he's alive enough to grab her leg, 
And it's like, oh no, what's she possibly going to do? Oh right, all the flaming trash. Fire buckets. That's right, we have flaming trash cans. <laughs> she drops it on him, and he goes up like a bag of oily rags. Yeah. Crispy, crispy, crispy. Uh, she finally gets out, and cops and reporters are outside, and they're all being dicks. Yeah, seriously. Come on, tell us the whole story. Tell us the whole story. All your friends are dead. Tell us the story. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. At least tell us something. Come on. (laughs) We'll be your friend. Did you take the safety off the gun? (laughs) Could you have shot him right between the eyes if the safety had been off? (laughs) I said, could you shoot him right between the eyes if the safety was off? (laughs) Can we get get Willie in here for a a comment? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So finally... After she watches all of the victims carried out in front of her. I thought that was a great. Which is great procedure, guys. Yeah. Really. This this victim really needs to see all of these people wheeled out in front of her. And then the bag with the bloody chainsaw and like everything yep. else. The car finally takes off after she's seen literally every victim. And she's now back at the hospital. She's at a hospital. What is the timeline here? Do I assumed it. W- okay. The timeline absolutely is the same day. Or maybe morning. Like yeah. it, maybe it was like four in the morning when she got put in the cop car. Yep. And then it's, it's like eight in the morning now. Okay. Because she literally says, Thank you for the shirt. Yes. So like I was wearing bloody clothes. Yep. You gave me a shirt to wear. Thank you. Yep. Now after seeing all of this horror, I realize that I need to go back. <laughs> To get my watch. Boo. Boo. She's an idiot. But whatever. She goes back and she finds Willie the janitor out riding his now perfectly functional bicycle. Mm. Because he spent all this time when people were being murdered fixing his bike. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this is my favorite part. Uh, she goes in and Willie is like... Well, she's like, "Hey, I just need to get my I need to get my watch and yeah. I want to go inside." And he's like, "Check out this newspaper. They're calling it the Soundstage Massacre." Yeah, dude. Guy, I, I know. was there. You know I was there. <laughs> like, you don't need to read this story to me, buddy. After she, I lived this. After she did that weird like caressed his beard thing too. Like, I, I sorry, I can't let anybody in the building. Like, yeah, dude, you can't let anybody in the building cuz it's a fucking because active it's crime, a crime scene. Crime scene. He's like, oh, but you stoked my beard. I'll do anything for you. What the Let's fuck? go totally get arrested <laughs> so you can get your freaking yeah, watch. exactly. That you don't know where you left it. Sure, yeah. I'm sure this will just take a second. <laughs> and so, it's surprisingly, it does. <laughs> it does, except that she finds a watch instantly. Mm-hmm. But then Willie won't stop talking to her about his gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this. He's like, listen, you know, if you just had the safety off, uh, that thing's a cannon. Would have killed him. You just need to it know to put a bullet itself. in the chamber. Just got to put a bullet in the chamber. And then you can fire it, and you can shoot him right between the eyes. Like <laughs> I said, just shoot just him right like between the eyes. And so as he's doing this, she literally like gets the watch and then looks up, and Willie has vanished <laughs> in mid-sentence. So we assume that the killer has murdered Willie. Yes. Is what we're, we're led to believe. And she's like, oh, that's strange. And then she looks up on the stage. She's like, huh. One, two. She looks at all the places where the crime scene markers have been left. Well, that and she, Willie said eight people were killed. She's like, where's the ninth, the killer? Yes. Yep. And And then all of a sudden when she pieces it together, boop, hey, it's the killer. 
Sans, sans bird mask. I guess yep. I got too singy. I think that burned to a crisp. <laughs> and so he's he is still alive, and he goes to kill her, and he doesn't get more than a step towards her when Willie puts a bullet right in his head. The end. Right between his eyes? Right between his eyes. Oh, like just you like said? Just like I said. Ah. Just like I said. Fires itself. You just needed to put a bullet in the chamber. And so Willie explains to her. I love this part too. Willie explains to her that I was just going to get the gun to teach you how to put a bullet in the chamber, just in case you find yourself like in a different <laughs> massacre situation sometime in the future. Can you imagine how embarrassed he'd be if he hadn't taught her how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then she did find herself in another <laughs> another massacre situation. Like or this. how embarrassed he'd be if she came if he came back. To- Two seconds later, and she was dead. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, you're dead. I was just going to get the gun. Oh. She had to put a bolt in the chamber so you could shoot somebody right between the eyes once you take the safety off. Just like I said. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> possibly in the weirdest moment of this mostly weird movie, it then cuts directly to Marilyn Monroe playing sax again. The end. Roll credits. <laughs> so good. This movie fucking rules. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, it is. It's one of the best movies uh, of this. I mean, I guess I can't say genre, but of the like the Dario Argentos and the like, not even necessarily Giallos, but just like that type of Italian movie. Yep, I fucking love it. Yep, and I'm not a huge Giallo fan for the most part. No, like, I I don't or Italian movie fan even for the most part. This one this one this one grabbed me. I, I love the Italian I movies I like this one a general. lot better than Demons. <laughs> I still love Demons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably not going to be able to convince which you to do had, Demons which, too. Which also had Suave. It did have Michelle the, uh, Suave. The, the metal face guy. Yeah. 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 No, I do Demons too. I'll try it. Okay. I mean, I'll try anything. Okay. We might do that then. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So, great. That's this. That's this movie. <laughs> so uh, to, to backtrack a little bit, uh, my buddy Kristen, uh, Retrofiend101 on Instagram, uh, mentioned me today uh, that he talked to Marcel Suave what? Uh, several times Holy shit. Uh, on interviews. And he says, to bring it back to Quentin Tarantino, that Tarantino offered him to direct From Dust Till Dawn. Oh my God. But he read the script and wanted to make some adjustments, to which Quentin flat out said no. So he walked. So oh. that's just a, a giant Marvel what if moment right there. Oh, that sucks. I mean, Rodriguez is probably one of like my top three directors. And, so, And I love From Dust Till Dawn. I love the uh, thing is, if it had been Suave directing the first part mm-hmm. and Quentin Tarantino hadn't been in it at all. Yeah. It might have been one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's just I can't stand looking at or listening to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Fair enough. And he and doesn't grind my gears. He, I don't have any affinity to him, but he doesn't grind my oh, gears. Like he, he does you. Seriously okay. bugs me. But I also don't think I've seen anything since Kill Bill. So yeah, <laughs> but also like I the the things that he puts in his movies that he puts himself in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like making himself like a child molester and like it was like. I didn't need that in that movie. Yeah. There were a bunch of things that were just like so, so over the top gross yep. that didn't need to be there that were gross in that way that is like, no, it's not forgivably gross. You know, I I didn't need that. But then when, you know, when Rodriguez's part kicked off, I was like, this is magic. The, mm-hmm. That second half of that movie is oh, yeah. gold. Yep. So. But yeah, just a, just a thought to 
That's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. So I, 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 I wonder what it would come out with. I wonder what the changes he wanted to do were. I don't know any details. Just that he wanted to make certain script changes and was told no. So he said, nah. What a, I mean, eh. what a crazy thing because Suave would not be. I mean, it's not his thing. He's not. He's not that type of person. Like Rodriguez knows how to make schlock. Yeah. Like this is about as schlocky as Michelle Suave gets. Yes. And it's like everything's a winky, naughty. Like, I know how dumb this is. Let me show you. Let me show you what. Let me show you what Dario Argento would do in this situation. <laughs> Meh, fucking jerk off motion. You know, like it's, it's what it feels like. It's like I know how to do this. It feels like he's like boasting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's like. I know how to make all of these shots, and every shot in this thing is going to be as good as anything else in any of those guys' movies. Yep. Only better. And, like, and I'm not going to take it seriously at all. Like, I'm just going to crap this out and fuck those guys. Yep. And it kind of is true. Fucking <laughs> <It's>, nailed it. <laughs> it's, like, uh, the yeah, the sad part is that he's kind of right. Yep. Like, he really kind of did make some of the best moments for this kind of movie. But, yeah. Don't know. I would like to know more about what he thought when he was making this movie. Mm-hmm. If he really was just like joking. Because I think he was. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can find the special edition Shout Factory Arrow vinegar <laughs> release with the <laughs> 80 commentaries for $50 somewhere. Does he speak English? I don't know. Wow. Interesting. I'm... You got to learn Italian first. I don't want to have to learn Italian. <laughs> you need a new skill, boy. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to see what this turns out like because uh, I've, all day today I've been—I told you earlier—breathing moldy comics. I got this massive comic collection in that's all been like in a basement, and everything was so musty. And right before the thing, I couldn't even talk. I was like kind of croaking. Yeah, and so I just started drinking iced tea like over and over again, and I kind of got my voice back. But uh, yeah. I was all allergied up. Gotcha. So you I've a moldy very, boy. Yeah, I've got this kind of thing going on. <laughs> um, awesome. So you know what? You can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast, and you can purchase items like a Funbox Monster Podcast T-shirt at CoastCityComics.com. I was just wearing mine yesterday. Wow. I modified mine. <laughs> Cut the sleeves off it like a badass. Like a badass. Like you're gonna go work on your car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did it. Partly because my car has no air conditioning. So sleeveless shirts are, are nice. <laughs> I like how you were like, I'm going to put panels on it. I'm going to put fucking low pros. I'm going to do all this shit to it and no air conditioning. No, I could fix the air conditioning. That's like 145 <laughs> bucks. Fuck that. I'd rather spend $500 on weird uh, modifications <laughs> to the rest of the car. Yeah. Got it. That's... If I had my windows up, nobody could hear the sweet sounds of Joey Lawrence pouring out either. <laughs> and let me just tell you something, man. Joey Lawrence's album fucking slaps. <laughs> you laugh. I'm watching you laugh. When you pull that shit up right now, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is good stuff. You know what else slaps? Macho Man Randy Savage's album. It's true. <laughs> I know it too. It's, you wouldn't think it'd be good, but damn. He's got some rap skills. He's got some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be scared. You're running from Macho. That's what I heard. (laughs) I love that he rhymes scared with heard. (laughs) 
That might be my favorite my favorite off rhyme in the history of rap. Or what about Joey's jo- Joey's got some great lyrics like I love the way you look, so I made up a dance, a prance, so you would give me a chance. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Slaps. Yeah, it sounds great. I'll, I'm going to pick that right up. Yep. Uh, very excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, and where can people find you? Uh, I'm uh, Matt, Matt Awkward, Awkward uh, VHS Fiend on the Instagrams. And you can also go check out the Video Vagrants uh, Facebook group for lots of fun stuff there. It's Fire and Ice Month there. So we're sharing movies that deal with fire and ice. Ooh. I watched Spontaneous Combustion last night for a nice. fire theme. It was fun. I'd never seen it. Brad Dorf. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good stuff. Awesome. I don't think I've seen that one. Or maybe I've seen it so long ago that I don't remember it. Cool. Yeah. All right, then, everyone. We will see you next week. and uh, With a movie to be determined. Uh, to be determined. All right. Good night, everyone. Faces. Bye. Bye.